Welcome to MCU Complete Me, the show where we talk about all the Marvel movies and decide if there are good movies or bad movies. With me, as always, is my co-host, Luke. You hit me at hey. Uh, our guest got snapped. Oh, fuck. Is that what happened? Yeah, I, d- I don't even remember who they are because they got snapped so good. Damn. No, this is a twofer. This is a classic. Classic McCuckum. Yeah. We're going to talk about Avengers 3 Infinity War. Yeah. yeah, I think you mean Avengers 4. Avengers 3 was Civil War. No, that was Captain America 3, Luke. Eh, they can call it what they want, but... What do you mean? <laughs> We've had this argument. Thor's not in it. It's not an Avengers movie. Okay. You have to have Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... I- there was one character in this movie where I was like, oh, they're not in this. Oh, Hawkeye's not in this one. It's not an Avengers movie. But Thor's Thor's like the third guy. Right. Of the three guys. I, I'm saying they don't get... Hawkeye is in every Avengers movie except this one. I think that makes this not an Avengers movie. You know, I, I forgot he wasn't in this movie. <laughs> he's just not in it. <laughs> I Yeah, I forgot that he was. he's usually in these. I didn't miss him. <laughs> What's that dipshit actor's name? Jeremy Renner of the Jeremy Renner app. Too busy off, yeah, too busy making that fucking app to be in this one, I guess. Anyway, this is the conclusion to the Avengers trilogy, the movie long anticipated ever since the post-credits of Avengers 1 six years ago, back in 2012. Yeah, I guess that's true, huh? They haven't teased in this one a while. Here's my thing about this movie, Crystal. I watched it for the first time this morning. I think this is not a very good movie. No. I am a little confused as to why this one specifically gets so much shit, because I don't think it is a uniquely bad movie across these Marvel movies. I would not say it is uniquely bad either. I do think it is arguably the worst one. Like, I, I don't know exactly where I'm ranking it. I don't think it's going at the bottom. You think you might you might have some above it. I think I might put some above it. Or, or some below it, rather. Yeah, when I saw this movie in theaters when it came out, I thought, like, the first hour or so, pretty good. Yeah. Good, good solid Avengers movie. Sure. Then once Thanos really started talking, uh, I started losing me. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. I, I think part of it is just that I've never liked these movies very much, and this one just seems like it has the same problems that they all do, and just everybody suddenly decided to start agreeing with me on this one. Because, like, yeah, Thanos kind of sucks as a bad guy, but, like, every bad guy in these movies suck, other than, like, Killmonger and uh, Whiplash. That's about it. That's true, but I guess the difference between this and Iron Man 2 is the overwhelming marketing for this film. Sure, that is true. It was just, it's everywhere. Everyone saw the movie. Everyone talked about this movie. This movie kept coming back in the news because every week the directors would have like some new facts oh. that didn't make it into the movie. <laughs> oh, can you give me some examples of those? For example, you know the part where like one of Thanos' guys has his arm cut off by a Doctor Strange portal? Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. Someone asked the directors, why didn't they just cut off Thanos' arm? They explained, oh, well, his skin's so tough that the portal wouldn't work. What? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds to me like what they actually, their real response to that is, oh, fuck, we didn't think of that shit. Fuck. Yeah, that was a weird one, because they set that up. Yeah. That is true. Just don't have that happen. And then, like, this paired with also being part of the year-long hype cycle for the next one. Right. It was just a year, a constant year of Avengers shit that nobody could stop talking about. Yeah, this was what, 18, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they finished it next year. They did. They they took us to the end game. Luke. Yeah. Uh, so when I did an episode on this on the Book of Medora, uh-huh. we kind of structured the conversation based on the four groups of heroes in this movie. Okay. Because I do think uh, divorce from the content of the film, the structure and how they balance the characters is smart. Sure. You have like 
Thor's group, Iron Man's group, Captain America's group, and the Guardians, and then you have Thanos as your protagonist. Is Thanos the protagonist? I have heard yeah. that... T- Mm, I don't know if he is. I think he's just the guy with the most screen time. And that's not the same thing. He he has an objective in the film. The whole yeah. film is him working and slowly making progress toward ob- that objective. And then he achieves it. But that's true of like, uh, other than the he achieves it part, that's true of like most villains. Like the fucking uh, bad guy in Doctor Strange has an objective that he's working towards. And then he achieves it at the end. But Doctor Strange thwarts it like and that guy is not the protagonist of Doctor Strange. Yeah, but he doesn't have as much screen time as this guy. Right. That's (laughs) here's my argument. Uh, One of the big problems with this movie. It doesn't have a protagonist because no character in this movie has an emotional arc. We are not on any kind of like journey of growth or anything with anybody. Just a bunch of things happen and then everyone gets sad at the end. Thanos has an emotional arc, though. What is Thanos' emotional arc? He kills his daughter. That doesn't count. <laughs> He's sad about it. That does not count. Why not? Because it's not about like, like, it's just basic screenwriting shit. It's not like he has a want and a need and like he has to give up the want to get the need. Like, no, he has a want. And he has a need, and then he gives up the need to get the want, and it's not, it's, ugh, ugh, it's boring. So we could discuss this film in terms of the four groups, or we could just go through it chronologically. I think, like, we've gone through every other movie chronologically. I see no reason to, you know, change now. Especially because jumping around like that sounds like it will be harder for me to track where we are scrubbing through the video I'm looking at. That's fair. Also, just want to apologize real quick. I have a cold. I'm a little bit sick and a little bit grumpy, which seems like the perfect headspace <laughs> to be in to watch this. Best energy for the podcast. Right, yeah. Thanos attacked the Asgardian ship, killed half of them. We first meet Thor when Thanos is picking him up off the ground, which is a good shot. Yeah. Did he kill half uh, of them? It seemed a lot like he killed all of them. It does seem like that, but then later Thor says he killed half my people. Oh, okay. All right. It does seem like he killed all of them, though, yeah. You sure don't see any survivors in this one. In no, this you sure don't. Scene. Uh, who's this, like, henchman's name? Is it the Maw? I don't remember any other fucking names. I think the telekinesis guy is called the Maw. Squidward. Yeah, Squidward. Yeah, he's giving his speech about how Thanos is awesome, Thanos is the best, you should be honored to be killed by Thanos. And Thanos gives a speech to Loki about how, you know, when you fail, it feels bad. But, you know, that's just destiny, man. Yeah, he's like, oh, I understand. Listen, this sucks for you, but I want you to understand that I get, I I understand what it feels like for something to suck. Anyway, I am going to kill you. I'll say, uh... Don't care for Thanos the character. They make they make him look good. He registers as a guy for being a null CGI guy. Yeah, he's he looks all right. Yeah, I agree. It's weird because they they went even further with uh this is a prestige blockbuster for this one. Uh huh. And they really hyped up Josh Brolin as like oh we have a, a serious actor as our villain. It's like Josh Brolin was fucking Jonah Hex. <laughs> yeah, like he is a good actor, but he's not above doing a stupid blockbuster. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like that Thor has a cool eye patch now. I guess we saw that at the end of the last movie. Or end of Ragnarok, rather. But I like it. Yeah. I like it, and I like that since, you know, eyes don't grow back, he'll always have that cool eye patch. Right, he'll always have that have that reminder of that time in his life. Yeah, uh-huh. He'll always have learned the, have the lessons that he learns. It's a really fun update to his design, and, you know, not that they not that they could undo it, but they'd be foolish to even if they could. 
Yeah, like it looks good. It looks natural. It, you know, marks him as 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 being a post Thor trilogy Thor. Right. Yeah. He'll get he'll get that. The, the <laughs> they're gonna get rid of it as soon as they fucking can, and I don't understand why. Like this isn't like a problem. I just don't get it. Everything about Thor's story in this movie, I don't get. It's um, it reminds me a lot of Thor's story from Avengers Two, except instead of going to a weird dark pool, he has to go to a weird dark star. I think Thor has more to do in Avengers 2 than this movie. You're right. He doesn't just break in out of nowhere and, like, turn a coffin on in this movie. So he does have less to do. Even though this movie, like, they open with Thor. Thor gets the final blow. They kind of set up Thor as being, like, Thanos' main enemy. Yeah. But also Tony. And here I'm sitting again, like, why the fuck isn't Gamora the protagonist? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. This movie feels like there should have been a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 before they made this movie. That was more focused on Gamora. Or just make Thanos the villain of the first one, like he was supposed to be. Also that! Oh yeah, have Thanos be more of a screen presence before now. Anyway, Thanos already got the Power Stone off Xandar, that happened off screen. Yeah, uh uh-huh. He's here to get the Tezzerak. Thor's like, it was destroyed. Yeah, it was on Asgard when I blew it up, so it's gone, and Loki's gotta be like, ah... Ah, you got me. Luke, what is Loki's plan during this scene? I don't think he really has one. He stole the Tesseract because he's a little stinker. And I think his, like, Thanos takes Thor's the hostage and he's going to, like, blow up his brain with a power stone. And Loki's just like, fucking do it. I don't care. I've tried to kill that idiot, like, 20 times. Uh, But then when he actually sees Thanos, like, slowly killing him, he, like, relents and gives him the fucking Tesseract. And he just keeps trying to pull Loki shenanigans on Thanos, but Thanos is too big and purple for him to work. Yeah, he, he says, we have a Hulk. The Hulk comes in, but then gets beaten up, you know, warfed in TV tropes terminology. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then Heimdall summons the Bifrost with dark magic to send the Hulk to Earth. And then Heimdall gets killed. Yeah. First guy to die in this movie. They just fucking murder Heimdall. What an absolute waste of Idris Elba <laughs> this has been. Yeah, well- Does Kevin Feige hate Thor? Like, just a great actor that they have never given one fucking thing to do ever. They just immediately kill him. Black guy dies first in Avengers. Yeah. So then Loki, Loki's like, okay, I give up. I swear to you as your servant. But here's, here's the god of mischief's big trick, Luke. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, after after Thanos beats up the Hulk and Thor, yeah. he's gonna pull a knife on Except we're gonna see later that that would have worked. Thanos is weak to stabbing damage, just not blunt damage. He has high portal defense, low knife defense. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but un- but unfortunately, Thanos catches him before he can do anything. Not he doesn't even try to stab him in the back. Faces him. Yeah, I I was sure like this is a fake out, right? He's gonna come back. He's gonna reveal it's all a big trick, right? But it's like no, he just he just dies unceremoniously. Like yeah, Thanos other. just strangles him to death on screen. And his final lines are, "You will never be a god," and they seem to linger on that, like that's gonna be a theme of this movie. Uh huh. Which it isn't. Like no, nope. all of this is a bizarre opening. <laughs> this movie has no themes. Oh, it has a theme. You should, uh, the heroes should be willing to kill each other. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. (laughs) 
So anyway, Thor, the whole ship gets blown up, actually only half of it, and Thor's stranded in space. Yeah. Don't worry, the Hulk has fallen to Earth. Right, and he crashes into Doctor Strange's, uh, like, cool apartment, and he's like, Thanos is coming. Um, immediately, the reason this isn't the worst Marvel movie is we get more Wong. Yeah, you get, you get, you get, uh, Wong and Doctor Strange being a little married couple. I love Wong. Great character. Give me a spinoff TV show about Wong. Put, give Wong more time in Doctor Strange too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're like, yeah, they're bickering about, like, Wong has no money, and, like, Doctor Strange is like, ah, fine, fucking, I'll buy you a sandwich. What sandwich do you want? I don't know, it's good. It's a good scene. Yeah, I, li- I like Doctor Strange in this movie. He's kind of the, like, Hulk kind of got a prestige boost from Avengers 1. I think Doctor Strange fits very well in this movie. Yeah, I think so. Too. It feels less shoehorned in than it did in, like, Ragnarok, where that was a fun scene that had no point in that movie. Right. Hey, remember the guy and the credit stinger of Doctor Strange who, like, wants to kill all magicians? Where's he during all this? Uh, he's busy killing the magicians. I guess fair enough! <laughs> he's like, this distraction? Great opportunity for me to kill magicians. Oh, uh, Thanos, uh, he's not a magician. He's uh, an Infinity Stone guy. Those technically aren't magic, kind of. Wait, hold on. The reason he hates Doctor Strange is he used an Infinity Stone. Yeah, he upset the, the natural order. So really, he should hate Thanos most of all and really want to kill him. And when Thanos uses the Time Stone, it has like the same spell effect as Doctor Strange, so obviously he learned the spell. Right, or that's just how the Time Stone works. Anyway, uh, the Hulk is Bruce Banner again, even though he said he couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, Okay, I actually think this opening, if you if I'm just looking at Infinity War, I don't hate this opening sequence. Yeah. Everything about how it connects into like the movies that led up to it though is dumb. It doesn't make sense. They, you see what people mean about how this movie like throws away Thor 3? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They immediately kill off all these people that it was so important to save and already most of them just died. <laughs> right. So it's like half of 10% of the <laughs> They undo, like, Bruce's sacrifice of, oh, no, he's trapped as the Hulk forever now, immediately. Uh, and also, Thor just gets a new hammer, don't worry about it. Uh, Doctor Strange goes to meet with Tony Stark, and they bicker, because, like, we're, we're both the same character. Yeah. And we don't like each other. We're both Sherlock Holmes. I remember seeing people when this movie came out being like, oh, it's so great to see them be catty at each other. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think the Thor Star-Lord's a better version of this. Yeah, you're right. Yes. I also think uh, the Tony Star-Lord stuff is better than this. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I don't think Strange and Iron Man are, like, fun bouncing off of each other. Like you said, they're kind of just the same character. And they're not bouncing off each other in a way like, oh, you know, we have, like, ideals or ideologies that are in conflict. They just kind of don't like each other for no reason and quip a lot about it. Right, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Tony is with Pepper at first, and she is, like... Like, he wants to have kids, and she is criticizing him for having, like, an Iron Man thing on his chest, and he has to have a line about, like, oh, right, no, I remember Iron Man 3 happened, I got the surgery, I don't need this, I just like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's regressed even further. Uh-huh. He has a nanomachine suit now, just like Black Panther. Yes, yeah. Which is neat looking, I guess. Yeah, I think they use it well. Sure. He really hesitates for, like, a minute of this movie yeah. about calling Captain America his ex. Right. <laughs> Which, yeah, I thought it was a weird use of time. <laughs> yeah, I also do like that, uh, in spite of the fact that he's like, oh, we're not on speaking terms, I can't call Captain America even though he could help. He does have that burner phone just in his pocket ready to go. On him at all times. <laughs> yeah. Can't leave the house without it. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. 
Um, cause yeah, his whole, like, Bruce is like, oh, we gotta get Vision and get the, the Mind Stone from him. And he's like, well, I can't find Vision and maybe Captain America could, but I don't know if I, I can't call him. It's, it's an issue. Yeah, they, they give the, uh, fourth explanation of the Infinity Stones in this movie. Yeah. In case you missed, uh, Thor 2 and Guardians 1 and Avengers 2. <laughs> right. Um, Tony does say, hey, Doctor Strange, why don't you just destroy the Time Stone? He's like, well, I can't do that. Why? Well, I said I wouldn't. <laughs> We swore an oath to protect it. It's useful. But, well, I guess it's holding Dormammu back, right? I thought... No, I thought it was only holding him back in that moment, and then they bargained, and he took the time power away. Well, the threat of it is, I mean. I guess that's... If you come back, I'll just trap you again. But if he notices it's gone, it's like, well, time to eat Earth. Okay, but they don't say that. They just say they swore an oath to defend the Time Stone. Yeah. Well, they had to fit in all the lines about, you know, Baskin Robbins. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. That's the, mm, this movie, like, the plot of it, and especially, like, the way it ends, is super, like, dark, and it makes all the quippy stuff feel out of place to me. And, like, if this was two and a half hours of just dour sad boys, that would probably get old, but I don't know. Every time they stop to tell jokes, I'm like, wait, I thought we were working to, like, kill a genocide man. Why are we joking? What's got, what's happening? Yeah, I would not say it feels natural most of the time. Yeah. But then some of the time it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it feels like they know that this is a more dour one, and they're really trying to make sure the audience's mood doesn't dip too low. Bruce Banner in this movie is, once again, a different character. Uh-huh. He's just he's just comic relief now? I get- that seems generous. <laughs> like, th- there's never a point where he is, he is, like, meaningfully contributing to no, the group. not even slightly. Not- obviously not on, like, an action level, and also not on a character level at all. He could not be in this movie and it would not matter. Yeah, but he has a whole thing where the Hulk doesn't want to come out. Won't explain why. D- that, like, they have multiple scenes where the Hulk's like, no! And then it just goes nowhere. Like, I presume it'll come up in Endgame, but they waste screen time on it here and go nowhere with it. Yeah, a lot of this movie at the time was like, this seems like a weird half an arc. Maybe they'll end it in the next one. Was it the kind of thing where someone in Marvel was like, oh, I have this grand vision for like, you know, we've been building up to this for a decade. Let's let's go with, you know, Avengers Infinity War, like a four or five hour long movie. It's going to be epic, amazing. And then eventually it got past and someone was like, what the fuck are you talking about? We got to sell tickets. Stop it. Break it into two movies. Well, they announced this as part one and part two. Okay. And then they went back on that and said, it's Avengers Infinity War and mysterious untitled Avengers film. Oh, okay. It's like, uh, no, this is a complete movie and then there will be a sequel to it, which was not true. (laughs) Yeah. Even if you're going with the Thanos, well, if you're going with the Thanos as protagonist thing, I guess you could argue this is a complete movie. It's a shitty one, but... Yeah, the, it, it does tell a story in that sense, which is why people argue Thanos is the protagonist. Right, except he's not, because this movie doesn't have a protagonist. Uh, anyway, it suddenly turns to 9-11 outside, because Thanos is here. Yeah, Thanos' buddies are here, Spider-Man shows up, they have a little fun fight in New York. Stanley gets his cameo out of the way early, he's Spider-Man's bus driver. Kids never seen a spaceship before? Yeah. Which is true, they probably have. I like, okay, we... We've talked about Stan Lee as a character in these movies and joked about, like, okay, well, he's, like, a watcher in Guardians 2. Is he always that? I do, like, at minimum, I like the idea that his bus driver is the guy who yelled at him in the Spider-Man movie. Like, that Stan Lee cameo is the same as this one. That's good. Yeah. You you just see your bus driver in a different context. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> he yells at you. 
<laughs> you get on the bus in the morning and Stan Lee gives you a look like, wait, fuck, does he know I'm Spider- He doesn't know I'm Spider-Man, right? He might know I'm- Shit, he might know- Neil, the bus driver might know that I'm Spider-Man. I might have tried to break into his car on accident. <laughs> uh, this New York seat fight scene's fine. As far as fight scenes in these movies go, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I'd say the, the good fight scenes in this movie be like this one and the Titan fight, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, like, it's just, uh, fucking, it's Zarbon and, uh, Dodoria are here to fight, you know, the Saiyans. Yeah, the important thing revealed in this scene is that Doctor Strange has placed an unbreakable spell on the Time Stone, and even if he dies, it won't break, only he can break it. Yeah. So he gets kidnapped and taken to space. It's cool how they set this up early on in the movie, and then we'll pay it off later. Yeah. It's cool how this Chekhov's gun they're placing will be shot by the end of the movie, for sure, definitely. Yeah, what do you mean? I mean that the the curse on the necklace never comes up again. Doesn't it? No, because Thanos just rips the necklace off him, and it turns out the Time Stone's not in there. And then uh, he just, like, summons the Time Stone and gives it to him. Oh, you're right. It is kind of a different mechanism. <laughs> yeah, like... I hid I hid the time stone in the mirror realm. I I am generally, you know, I think we've talked about this on this podcast. I don't want to be super cinema sinzy about like criticizing these movies. Doctor Strange can make anybody teleport to anywhere at will. Yeah. And boy, it would be nice if he like remembered that more often. Yeah, he teleports the big guy to the Himalayas for him to freeze to death. Uh-huh, yeah. And cuts off his arm with the portal. Right. Yeah, like, he does it in this scene, but, like, they're fighting Thanos later, and I'm just like, just just put him in space. Just put him in space. Oh, he could breathe in space, probably. Yeah, probably. Put his arm in space. They're on a the planet. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> He's the toughest guy. Nothing can beat him. <laughs> that is the message of this movie. Yeah, because he's the, he's the protagonist, Luke. That's... No, he's not. <laughs> So anyway, Iron Man goes off in space and Spider-Man goes off with him. He's like, I can't breathe because I'm in fucking space. So Iron Man shoots a new iron spider suit at him that has Iron Man powers and Spider-Man powers. Yeah, best best of all the the heroes now. Uh, And you can get it in that Marvel Spider-Man game on the PlayStation. And I don't think it looks very good in that game. It's too shiny. Yeah, it's too shiny. Yeah, I want want my Spider-Man in cloth. Frankly, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe some uh, basketball texture. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're on the spaceship now. They're like headed towards uh, Titan, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Wong leaves the movie. Sadly. Sadly. I have to go uh, guard the portals. Sorry. <laughs> right. But uh, the Hulk picks up the phone through Spanner and calls Cap because he he, is, he doesn't have a weird hang up about it. Yeah, but we're going to find out what happens there later, because now we got to cut over to Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians are funny in this movie. Yeah, they're fine. It that does feel tracks. a little bit like they had a script for, like, Guardians 3 that they just sort of chopped up and crammed into this. Yeah, Drax, Dave Batista acts him very well. A lot of big laugh lines from Dave Batista. Yeah. He does have a personal connection to Thanos that is barely brought up. Yeah, it's brought up in one scene, and is like, goes nowhere. No, Thor and Iron Man are Thanos's antagonists right uh-huh except they're not really <laughs> they're not really but he's had him in his head for six years luke it's what he was afraid of in the last avengers yeah and in like iron man 3 or whatever but like they never actually eh, whatever 
Uh, they're gonna go, like, try to save... Like, they picked up the distress signal from the Asgard ship, and they want to go rescue them to try to basically, like, extort them for money. Uh, and, you know, the ship's already blown up, but they find Thor, and they rescue him. Uh, I do like, you know, you're talking about, uh, Batista being good. I like that he just straight up has a crush on Thor. Yeah, he talks about his magnificent body. He's like an angel and a pirate together. Yeah. Like, Drax just wants to kiss Thor, and I appreciate it. Yeah, everyone's touching Thor's muscles and talking about how hot he is and how Star-Lord's not as hot as he is. Right, and the, they're starting to tell uh, Star-Lord, like, ah, he's, he's putting on weight. Which is a funny uh, foreshadowing of when Thor is going to put on weight in the next one. Oh, that is a great foreshadowing, Link. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> You get you get a little a little appetizer of fat phobia before the big meal. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Even though Thor doesn't have like a story in this movie, I think he acts acts good. Yeah, he's a fun character to watch. I like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he's he, he's like clearly shaken by what has happened, but is also like repressing it and trying to act like a cool guy, but right. only half succeeding. Yeah, but everyone's super into him, and Star Lord's doing a thing where he uh, is like trying to be a cool guy next to him. Yeah, they mentioned G- Gamora is the daughter of Thanos, and Thor looks like he's going to be pissed off at that, but he just puts a hand on her shoulders, like. I get it, you know, uh, my sister killed my dad, and the Dark Elf killed my mom, and then I had to kill my sister. Your family's complicated. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Starler Butson is like, well, you know, my dad killed my mom, but then I killed him, and that's, you know, that's actually worse than killing your sister, because it was my dad. Right. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is better than the other quips. Yes, I I like this stuff, even though it feels a little tonally weird with how dour most of this movie is. Thor says his objective in the film: I need a hammer, not a spoon. Uh huh. Yeah, that's gonna be his deal this time. He just needs a better hammer. That's mm-hmm. he did not just spend a whole movie learning that he's like bigger than a hammer and doesn't need a hammer. And once he accepted that, he even unlocked his cool lightning powers, which he no longer seems to have. Well, you know, his power comes from Asgard, and Asgard was destroyed. God, what? <laughs> His power comes from that. Yeah, that's also why when they get to Wakanda, Wakanda doesn't have any other cool shit, because I guess it all got destroyed. Right. They just destroy all the cool shit so they don't have to animate it again. There is a degree to which this feels like this movie is like, hey, you know what's the most fun about uh, building up a big tower of blocks is knocking it down. They just want to break everything. Uh, But yeah, they decide to split up. Rocket and Thor are going to go to the Star Forge place, whatever, and everyone else is going to go to see the Collector to try to uh, get the Reality Stone from him before Thanos can. Yeah, Teen Groot goes with uh, Rocket and Thor. He's a sassy teenager now who cusses. Yeah, he still says I am Groot, but everyone treats it like it's a cuss. Groot, I guess, has an arc in this film, you could say. You know? (laughs) You're not wrong. Yeah, he doesn't care about anything, but then he learns to care about something. Yeah, but why does he learn to care? Well, he doesn't like seeing Thor in pain, because Thor's like a pirate angel. Yeah. I think that might be the closest thing to an emotional arc this movie gets. Yeah. Huh. (sighs) Anyway, yeah, what happens from here after this? In fact, everyone's favorite romance, it's Wanda and Vision. Oh, right, yeah. You excited for that TV show they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They, like, I don't think they earned this romance. Oh, no, you don't think so? You don't think that one scene where he's being flirty with her in an effort to uh, help her ignore the fact that she's being imprisoned against her will was, like, a good romance? 
Yeah, he kind of treated her like shit for that whole movie. Uh-huh. So why does she like him? <laughs> is it because she's like 19, I guess? Um, I think it's probably because he can morph his body at will and can have a monster dong. That's true. They probably could have some freaky sex. Some real wild sex with well, the no, mind Well, no, it's because, you know, he has the mind stone and she got her powers from the mind stone, so they have a connection. I thought she got her powers from the space stone. No, it was the mind stone. Wait, why did Hydra have the mind stone? It was in the staff. And S.H.I.E.L.D. took the staff and S.H.I.E.L.D. us Hydra, so Hydra got it. Right. Okay. Yes. Right. Hey, why did Thanos loan out the Mind Stone to Loki? So he could get the Space Stone. But that that's a net gain of zero stones. Like, he lost one to gain one. Yeah, but Loki was a servant, so he was going to get it back. It's the last one he manages to get, and it, like, takes him doing on his part. It only took, like, six years. All right. I guess I don't know how old Thanos is. Maybe six years isn't that long to him. In the comics, he's from Titan, the moon of Saturn, so he's a local. Oh, really? Huh. And this one, Titan, is just a planet somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, Vision is having, uh, like, a feeling from the Mind Stone. It's, like, calling out to him. But uh, he's too busy making out with Wanda to care all that much. Yeah, they, they're going to get some deep-fried kebabs, but then they get interrupted by seeing uh, the attack on TV, and then they get attacked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Vision was going to, like, propose to her, but that gets cut short. He was going to uh, propose to her? I thought he just she wanted her to move in, because they've been, like, having Yeah, a maybe it was more affair. that. I just... I took it as, you know, just movie logic of like, listen, oh yeah, we've, like Wanda says like, oh, we've made promises to other people. And he's like, yeah, but not to each other. Right, because Wanda is still a fugitive with Captain America's secret Avengers. Uh-huh. And the Vision is still part of the Accords Avengers, which is three people, I guess. That, the secret Avengers doing stuff might have been a fun movie to watch. Yeah, it'd be fun if Captain America was in the film. It'd be fun if Black Panther was in the film. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, they set up that status quo at the end of Civil War, and then they don't do anything with it until it's time to shake it up again. Yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a pattern with these, isn't it? It's like setting well, but- up the status quo, and then it happens off screen. Uh-huh. Like, were they banking on maybe they would make a Captain America TV show or something and it fell apart? I don't understand. Well, the Black Widows movie is set in that time period. Oh, is it? Okay, well, that's... <laughs> Probably should have just made it back, you know, in 2017 then. Yeah, that movie definitely is coming, like, five years late. Yeah, also after, like, the public opinion is completely turned on Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, they should just put that out in yeah. May of this year. Yeah, just, on just, Disney. just direct to video. Who cares? Who cares? No one's aching movie. for the Black pa- uh not Black Panther, uh, Black Widow movie at this point. I mean, I don't know. I say that, but then, like, all these movies make a billion dollars now. Yeah. But, I mean, like, look at the last couple. Like, Black Panther was, like, probably their best written movie in a long time. This one was, like, the big culmination of everything. And then, like, the, like, Captain Marvel and Ant-Man were, like, coasting on that success. And then, like, Endgame was, like, the one. Like, I don't know how... And then, like, they did a Spider-Man. I don't know how much, like, gas they've got in the tank for Black Widow. Yeah, I guess they lost the momentum. I will see, I guess. I don't know. Like, Captain America and Spider-Man 2, I wouldn't say stuck around in the public consciousness too hard. But they made a billion dollars. Right. Right, right. I mean, did Ant-Man and the Wasp make a billion dollars? I don't think it made that much, but it made like 600. See, I would expect Black Widow to perform more like that. Yeah, so that's a good performance. Oh, sure. I'm not saying. Yeah, I guess you're right. Whatever. More than you get on Disney+, Plus, I guess. More, more than I'll ever see in my life, so who am I to judge? Anyway, even though Wanda and Vision are like the strongest guys in the universe, they just can't fight as good as the Secret Avengers. I mean, is 
in this continuity, is Wanda that strong? She just kind of does red glowy. Yeah, she can blow up an infinity stone. I guess that, yeah, no, you're right. She's the only one that can destroy an infinity stone. It does take guess, her a while, though. It's like opening a jar of pickles. I mean, it takes her like a minute, which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, but yeah, Steve Rogers and the others show up and the big fun fight with more Thanos bad guys. Who cares? Yeah. They, I they say win. fun fight. That's maybe overstating it. Not a fun fight. Kind of in a dark, dark, boring environment. It's, you know what? It's better than most of the Black Panther fights. It, it's strange to me that all these fights are in front of a green screen, uh-huh. but then in the background they just put in like a dumb warehouse. Yeah, like fucking talk to talk to Toei. They can set you up with a warehouse to fight in. Yeah, Captain America has a bat. Captain America, Captain America has a beard now, so that's something. That's his character development for this movie. Yeah, he he tore off the star on his chest because he's not Captain America anymore. He's just the captain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gave so, up the shield. I'm surprised they didn't go full on with, like, oh, I'm a nomad now. And, like, do that thing, you know? Yeah, I, I was just expecting a line like that. <laughs> yeah. It would have been lame, because, like, I'm not a comics person, but the two pages I've seen of Captain America as nomad are better than anything in any Marvel movie, so... I love when they make stupid little references like that, like, you sure. want to be a war machine? <laughs> He's some kind of ironmonger. <laughs> what well-written movies? We get a flashback, you know, it, kind of a scene from a movie where Gamora would have been the main character. Uh-huh. Explain how she met Thanos. Yeah, we see, uh, yeah, Thanos is, like, raiding her planet. You see those big, like, worm dragon things from the first Avengers movie? That's fun. Yeah. Thanos kind of pulls her away from the crowd and says, uh, look at this cool knife. If you put your finger in the middle, it won't tip over. That's why I have to kill your mom. (laughs) Sorry, I said I had a cold, and you made me laugh very hard, so I coughed very hard. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, have fun editing that later. Uh, but no, yeah. This is where we get Thanos's like, big reveal of his philosophy, which is you have to keep everything in balance, which is why you have to murder exactly half of everybody. Hey, this plant doesn't look like it's doing too bad. No, it looks like, I mean, he says later that, like, you know, they had, like, Gamora was poor and, like, fighting for scraps or whatever, but it... Doesn't look like it's because the planet is, like, resource depleted. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty green. Looks okay. Like, uh, a, what? Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. If I if I was editing the film, I maybe would have cut some of the Baskin-Robbins lines and put in, <laughs> like, a scene of Gamora being poor before Thanos arrives. That might have been good. Um, here is my big pitch for how to make this movie way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't kill off Killmonger and Black Panther, and you make him a major character in this movie, and have him fucking talk, like, just be the guy who's like, yeah, shut the fuck up, Thanos. These people aren't poor because of, like, resources. They're poor because rich people are hoarding them, idiot. And you just make Killmonger be the counterpoint to Thanos. Uh, but Luke, his plan was dispassionate. He would kill rich and poor alike. Right, and you would have Killmonger explain how that's fucking bullshit. You'd have Killmonger point out, like, Thanos has no illusions that he might die from his plan, and that actually this is just about cementing power. Yeah, that would have been good. I think that would have been good. Here's my pitch. 
Yeah. What if Thanos wasn't like a Malthusian guy and instead he worshipped Lady Death? Um, that'd be a totally different movie and it might be a way better movie. Uh, I think the idea of Thanos as this weird like eco-fascist is an interesting idea that they just do jack shit with whatsoever. Yeah, movies, movies keep having villains like this. Yeah, it's almost like that's an idea floating out in the public consciousness, uh, and... You know, it's interesting that nobody has, like, an intelligent rebuttal to Thanos and that he is a monster, but, hmm, maybe he is just doing what's necessary and, huh, maybe we're all just too sentimental to accept it. He's, he's you know, he's basically correct. All of his assumptions are correct. He's just going a little too far. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, hey, listen, maybe we don't have to kill off 50% of everybody. Maybe we could just murder 10% of everybody and we'll it'll be okay. Who knows? But, you know, the issue is food. Right. And you're erasing half of all life. You're also erasing half of all food. <laughs> that is true. Like, it's the thing, like, one of the, like, cinema sinsy things this movie gets dinged with is, wait, if he's got, like, god powers, instead of killing 50% of everybody, why doesn't he just double the resources that has the same net effect? And I think it, I think it's fine if Thanos doesn't do that. I think somebody in the movie should point that out and point out how really this is just him being a bloodthirsty murder fucker. Now, if he worshipped Lady Death, right. all of this would make perfect sense. Well, then he'd want to murder 100% of everybody, though. Yeah. What's he do with the Infinity Gauntlet when he gets it in the comics? It kills half of all people to impress Lady Death. Why, why does he stop at half? You know, it's dramatic. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so after Gamora has that flashback, she talks to Quill like, listen, uh, I know something that nobody else knows, and Thanos absolutely cannot know this. Yeah. Also, earlier on when they were saying that nobody knows where the Soul Stone is, we got an unmade, unmotivated close-up of her looking, like, darting her eyes around, so we know what she knows. Yeah. She knows where the Soul Stone is, and she asks Quill, swear on your mother, if it comes down to it, you gotta kill me. Yeah. And uh, he is kind of like joking around and not taking it seriously, but she keeps pushing the issue and he finally says like, okay, fine, I will. Also, they're dating now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I kind of took that they more or less were by the end of Galaxy 2. Yeah, they, they said uh, they had an acknowledged thing that they semi-acknowledged. Right. But now it's four years later, so they're just dating. Yeah. And then do we jump to nowhere next? Yeah, they go to nowhere after Drax explains how he has the power of invisibility. Yep, but everyone's dead here now. Oh, right, yeah, we get the dumb Drax scene where he's like, oh, I can move so slowly that I become invisible to the naked eye. And they're like, no, no, you don't. This would be so stupid if Dave Batista didn't sell it so good. <laughs> yeah, he sells it really good. This, to me, is very much like... This joke would be right at home in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It feels like too much in this movie. Especially when this movie is already so fucking long and so uh -huh. dense. Yup. I think they could have made some smart edits. You could yeah. cut this to two hours. Oh, easily. Easily. They get to nowhere and Thanos is torturing the Collector, asking him, Where where's the stone? And uh, Gamora, Drax, Drax tries to attack him, but he gets owned immediately. Right. Or no, yeah, he's going to, and they're trying to get him not to, because they have to, like, time their attack or whatever, and eventually Mantis just knocks him out. Right, to set that up for later, that she right. has knocked people out powers. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess they have to reestablish that for this movie, that she can make you feel the emotion of a sleep. Yeah. Then Gamora tries to stab him, and does, and gets him, and Thanos dies. Yeah, and she has, like, this, like, surprisingly emotional reaction. She starts crying over the fact that, hey, her dad is a monster, but he was still her dad, and she has these 
twisted up weird feelings about that, and she murdered him, and she's crying. And then the collector starts applauding from the little cell that he got locked in. And then everything fades away, because really, he, she got reality stoned. Finally, they, they made it for you, Luke. They used the reality stone. They did use the reality stone! This movie does use the reality stone way better than Thor the Dark World did. He makes bats, he makes bubbles, he uses cartoon powers. Yeah. This scene did just, I, I, more than once in this movie, I thought, man, it'd be cool to just have a whole movie about the reality stone. Oh, right, they made that, and they, ugh. <laughs> they made the movie. It was Thor 2, The Dark World, fine film. Fuck you. Visually a fine film. Nope. I thought we agreed on that. I, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like he turns uh, Drax into cubes with the reality stone. He turns uh, Mantis into spaghetti. Yeah, he's, he's already, he reveals that Nowhere's actually been on fire the whole time. Yeah. He's already killed everyone, killed the Collector, and taken the stone. Yeah. He's just waiting for these guys to show up so he could take Gamora. Why does he non-lethally take down Mantis and Drax? just having fun like oh, i just got the reality stone let's test it out sure it just seems like they, he could have like altered reality in a way that killed them i don't think he perceives them as much of a threat i guess that's fair uh quill comes out with a gun pointed at thanos's head and we get a scene where gamora's like you promised that you'd kill me if he took me and quill dutifully lowers his gun to point at her and is like struggling to pull the trigger and thanos is like taunting him over it and it's this big long scene and eventually quill finally like works up the nerve and pulls the trigger oh but just bubbles come out fuck this scene this is where the movie starts to lose me i agree tell me why the scene sucks luke okay because thanos's whole thing is for the good of the universe i'm just gonna murder a bunch of people because i've done the math and certain people just have to die gamora like makes a similar calculation and like asks quilt listen for the good of the universe you're gonna have to kill me maybe when push came to shove it should have been that no he loves her and will not hurt her and that is that is actually why they're going to win because they love each other and care about each other unlike thanos who cares about nothing no the the movie agrees with thanos thanos is correct the moment he pulls the trigger is the moment any hint of like a theme to this movie just vanishes like his gun vanishes into bubbles they have a theme it's that you should be willing to to kill kill your loved ones <laughs> because they're gonna they're gonna play footsie with this theme more than once throughout the rest of the movie but like and in no, avengers 4 <laughs> we don't we don't trade lives for lives that's not how we operate until we have to Ah, oh, bad scene. Good scene up until the button on it, and they fucking ruin it. Yeah. Yeah, Quill sucks in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's not even, like, it doesn't matter, because his gun won't work anyway. So it should have just been, like, I know I promised you, I'm sorry, but, you know, there's only one person here that deserves a bullet, and is that guy. Write it better than that. But then just have the bubbles come out when he tries to shoot Thanos. Ugh. And then you could have Quill, like, internally struggling with, like, oh, you know, was that, uh, maybe I should have tried to kill Gamora or whatever. And be like, oh, yeah, I was too weak in that moment. Oh, no, you were strong. That That's a very boilerplate, but it, like, works. It's emotionally resonant. Yeah, that would be good if that's what the writers believe. If they right. believe that if you love someone, you, you wouldn't hurt them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But actually hurting someone is a sign of how much you love them. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, speaking of romance, we finally we finally get the continuation of that classic Hulk <laughs> and Black Widow romance. 
where they meet up back at back at the Avengers complex and they look at each other for like two seconds. And, they go and then like, that subplot's done for this movie. Yeah, like what the... I don't... Why isn't Bruce a character in this movie? They Because there's 80 characters and like they just ran out of time. That's why. Yeah, but it's like they focus on... Tony Stark is the hero again. He has right. to be the hero of every movie. Like Thor gets a lot of screen time. Like a quarter of this movie is on Thor's arc, but nothing fucking happens. Yep. Like spend more on the characters who aren't going to get another movie. Like the Hulk. Give Black Panther more shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rhodey's in, like, the fancy Avengers base, uh, Thunderbolt Ross- Thunderbolt Ross gets more dialogue in this scene than Bruce and Black Widow do. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> like, Thunderbolt Ross has a surprisingly long cameo. He says, ah, it might be the apocalypse, but you're still a criminal cap. Arrest him, war machine. And Rhodey says, yep, on it, and then hangs up on- on uh, Ross. Yep, and then gets an immediate text beep that he lets Cap know is a court martial. The Avengers are back together. The the one Avenger, the two Avengers left, Vision and Rhodey, uh-huh, joined uh-huh. up with the Secret Avengers. Yep. So they say we got we got to do something about this Mind Stone. We need to we need to hide it or something. And Vision says no, we have to destroy it. Yeah, and Wanda's like, what the fuck, no. And he's like, yeah, unfortunately, we're going to have to do it, and you're going to have to be the person to to do it, because you got the cool powers. And then Bruce jumps in with, well, hold on, maybe we don't have to, because you're like a weird computer man, and maybe we can just, like, get you to a cool computer lab and, like, remove it without killing you. Yeah, so, yeah, Cap says, we don't trade lives, I'm not going to let you, let you kill yourself just to save... Oh, right, yeah, this is where the we don't trade lives thing comes in, because, yeah, Vision's like, no, you sacrificed your life, you know, crash, l- crashing that plane into the ocean in the first Captain America. Like, I, that's what I'm trying to do now. And he's like, yeah, but we don't trade life for life. Hey, Luke. Yeah. If he's not willing to trade Vision's life, why is he willing to trade the lives of the Wakandan army? Well, because they're not sacrificing themselves. They're Aren't not they? throwing... Well, they are, but they're not, like, throwing themselves on a sacrificial pyre. They are fighting a battle they cannot win, and that's different. For reasons? In Cap's point of view, it is better to have, like, a hundred soldiers die so this guy can't throw himself on the pyre than to have him throw himself on the pyre. Well, see, but what you haven't considered is that none of those people are, like, in the opening credits. (laughs) I I I can even I understand why Cap thinks that. Uh huh. Why does T'Challa go with that? <laughs> That's true. Why does Okoye go with that? Why doesn't she immediately kill Vision? Yeah, Okoye. Like they must have just not explained what was going on to her, because otherwise that spear would have been through his mind stone instantly. She even says like, "Oh, this will be the the noblest battle that Wakanda has ever fought." Like, is it? I mean, it's for the, like, fate of the... Well, it's not for the fate of the universe. It is for the fate of Wanda and Vision being together. Yeah, if she wanted to ensure the fate of the universe, she would go kill Vision. <laughs> yep, you're not wrong. I, I... I hate this. This... Yeah, this sucks. I already didn't like this movie, and the more we talk about it, the less I like it. It's like, man, they really... They really did Wakanda bad in this movie. They did. Immediately after, it was like their most successful movie in a while. Yeah, it made $1.3 billion. It got nominated for an Oscar. 
It's like, you don't even see any of the cool Wakanda shit. It's just in a field. There's no uh, rhinos. There's Okoye no pulls out birds. a hologram thing, and it's not even the cool black sand stuff. It's just a normal video game hologram. Yeah. Also, I guess they don't bow anymore, even though they definitely bowed in that movie. Right, yeah, because they, they make a joke where, yeah, uh, Rhodey tells Bruce to bow to the king, and then as soon as he does, Rhodey's like, hey, what are you doing? No, stop it. It's just bizarre. It's like it's like they were working off an old script of, or something. Yeah, I mean, what's probably part of it is that I'll bet a lot of this movie was being shot in, like, concurrence with Black Panther, and they didn't necessarily know that that was going to be the big cool hit that it turned out to be, so it doesn't get that kind of, like, treatment, you know? It's just a thing that happened recently, so it gets referenced. Uh, Child goes to deliver an arm to the White Wolf, Bucky Barnes. Yeah, now he has a cool adamantium arm. That's all. Does he even use this? Technically, he has it later and Rocket wants to buy it from him. <laughs> yeah, he's not He's not really like, uh, a fight's not going to turn on him. No. He just shoots the gun at the docks. No, he is just one of a thousand soldiers. Not a cool Wakandan gun, just like a, you know, a American rifle. Yeah, it's just an assault rifle. It's, it's the gun you start with in Call of Duty. They had cool Wakanda guns in the Black Panther film. They did. They have, yeah, they've got like laser spears and stuff. Uh, on board of the Thanos ship, um, the Maw is torturing, uh, Doctor Strange with needles and stuff. What torture in this movie now that I'm thinking about? They have this and the Nebula thing. Yeah, decent amount of torture. I would have liked it if this scene had a callback to Doctor Strange where he's getting, like, stabbed with the needles and he was just like, Pain is an old friend, you're not gonna get me this way, fucker. Yeah, that's true, he was willing to be killed for all eternity. Yeah, he's already been violently murdered a million times over until he tired out the god of darkness. I don't think you're getting him with a couple needles. Squidward's not going to get him with the needles. Well, to be fair, they don't get him with the needles, so, you know, that's consistent. I just would have liked some attention called to it. I don't know. Spider-Man has a plan. What if instead of shooting the wizard, we just shot a hole in the hull and he went to space? He says, like, have you seen this really old movie, Aliens, which... It was cute the first time they did it with Star Wars. Now it's old. Stop it. Yeah. You told this joke already. I That's heard it. That's just the character of Iron Boy Jr. <laughs> Wait, who's Iron Boy Sr.? Well, Tony Stark. Wait, who's Iron Man then? Well, he, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Well, he 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 was born Iron Boy. He became well, no. Iron Man. No, you know what? Tony Stark is Iron Man. Rhodey is Iron Boy Sr. <laughs> And Iron Boy Jr. is Peter Parker. Or wait, no, where does uh, Obadiah fit into this? Well, he's the Ironmonger. Right, right. No, you know what? They never actually use Whiplash's name. Maybe he's Iron Boy Sr. Did he not use his name? I don't think they ever say the word Whiplash in that movie. No. Anyway, they save Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange explains, you know, listen, I don't like you, and I will let you and the kid die if it comes for protecting the stone. <laughs> yeah, I will let two people die before I break this dumb rock. Right, he understands the theme of the film. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, he wants to get back to Earth, and Tony's like, yeah, or we could just let the ship take us to where it's taking us, and that'll work out for some reason. He wants to fight Thanos directly uh, with these three guys and no plan. <laughs> hey, the decision Tony makes in this scene is the reason everything gets fucked, isn't it? If they just went back to Earth and regrouped with the other Avengers, they might have had a better chance, instead of just fucking giving Thanos another stone. They probably have a better chance, yeah. Yeah. Also, if Thor was like, take me to Earth so I can regroup with the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of just goof it, huh? He's a better hammer. He hasn't been there in a while. He doesn't even know he's on the team anymore. Could be Kevin Bacon. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, they decide they're just going to go to Titan, fight Thanos uh, on his home turf. 
I like the uh, banter between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange because at some point yes. he just runs out of patience with this child and decides not to speak to him anymore. I like when uh, Spider-Man says, like, hi, I'm Peter. And uh, Strange says, I'm Doctor Strange. He goes, oh, okay, we're using our made-up names. I'm Spider-Man. That's a good joke. It is a good joke. I think I think the take on that that was in the trailer was a better take. Fair. Uh, yeah, and then we cut to Thanos and Gamora for a scene that should probably be the emotional fulcrum of the movie. Yeah. Thanos had, like, a throne in, like, a space rock before, but now it's on this ship, I guess. I mean, I can allow for the possibility that Thanos has multiple thrones. Multiple thrones. He gives Gamora a bowl of soup, which in her hands, I guess, looks like a regular size bowl for a human. Right. But in his hands looks like the tiniest little cup, the millimeter of milk that Robert Redford has. <laughs> Here you go. A Robert Redford of soup for you. <laughs> it like fits between his... Index and middle finger. <laughs> he almost gets it lost underneath his fingernail when he's handing it to her. Gamora throws away because she she hates him. I always hated you. I always hated that chair. I hate this stupid ship. Yes, you've told me all of this many times. And uh, yeah, they have this dumb scene. She's like, ah, oh, you know, everything I hate about myself is is you taught me. He's like, no, I saved you. I, fuck you, idiot. I was happy. No, you weren't. You were poor. That, okay. Eat shit, loser. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, she says she's happy than she was, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, but you don't get it. I saved your planet. You know, have you been back there? Ever since I murdered half of the people who live there, uh, everyone who's left alive is super happy. Yeah, they know nothing but full bellies and clear skies, which is correct. And also, like, generational trauma that they'll never recover from. A small price to pay for salvation, Luke. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just a simple calculus. Yeah, Gamora right. does not refute him at all here. She says, uh, you don't know, though. It's not the only way. Yeah, all anyone can ever say to Thanos in this movie is like, yeah, but your solution is monstrous and that can't be the way. But no one ever suggests that the problem he's posing is bullshit. That maybe resources could be plentiful for everybody if we stopped, like, letting, you know, certain people hoard them all. Also, how would it work that everyone would starve? Wouldn't some people starve, but then the remaining population would have the resources? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't go this deep, but I guess the argument would be then the dwindling resources lead to resource wars that leads to, like, you know, everyone killing each other off. But no, you're right. Like, you would never... You wouldn't have everybody go extinct. It would, like fall apart to a sustainable level and it'd be a horrible event, but it wouldn't be literally everybody dies. Yeah, it wouldn't be a good time, but neither is having half of them be murdered. Right. Like, if it was something where, like, oh, they're poisoning their planets or whatever from, like, their industrialization or whatever, that'd be one thing. But yeah, this doesn't make a ton of sense. When you really, when you pick at it at all, it makes very little sense and makes it very goddamn frustrating that we've had to deal with, like, two years of alt-right shitheads being like, yeah, but Thanos was right. If you thought Gamora was treated bad in this movie, let's get to Nebula. Here's the- okay, we will get to Nebula, because this is related to it, too. Remember how Galaxy- Guardians of the Galaxy 2 isn't, like, an amazing movie, but, like, kind of nailed the theme of, like, people growing up uh, with, like, trauma from abusive parents- and, like, you know, having, like, had these conflicts that were born out of that, but learning to, like, grow past them and, like, realize that just because their parents were awful doesn't mean they can't love each other. Yeah. I guess that's all I have to say about this. Let's get to the scene with Thanos and his two daughters. Yeah, they have a very uh, 3D glasses, special effects, 
with Nebula where they come in and she's like strung from the ceiling floating there. Right. And like when you see her from front on, she looks like she's all put together, but then it like swivels to the side and you see that she's all pulled apart. I love it when a torture victim is being tortured in a way that looks cool. They really, they really linger on this in a way I don't feel good about Luke. Yeah. Yeah. And the same when Gamora dies. It's like, man, I don't know. Especially because Nebula gets basically no fucking dialogue in this movie. Yeah, she doesn't... Again, one of the characters most connected to the villain... Uh-huh. ...doesn't really get to be in the movie. Like, the scene with Gamora and Nebula in that cave on in Galaxy 2 is, like, a better bit about their relationship with their dad than anything in this movie that's about them and their dad. Yes, absolutely. Yet, there's so many fucking scenes in this movie that are like... I'm, I'm gonna kill her unless you tell me. And then like, okay, kill her. I don't care. But then, but then they do care. Right. And that's this scene. Cause, uh, Gamora had previously found the map to the soul stone and burnt it and told Nebula about it. And Nebula has a recording cause she's a robot. Right, right. Yeah. I don't think this is like, oh, kill Nebula. I don't care. It's more that like, she knows that, uh, like, uh, I can't let him get the soul stone. It's too important. And like, I might need to let Nebula die. Oh, but I can't go through with it. The one example of what we've been saying should happen in this movie actually happening. Ah, but Luke, she made the wrong decision. That's true. She should have just let Nebula die and then Thanos would have lost. Yeah, that's the theme of the film. There's like 10 opportunities where if you just let someone die or kill them, then Thanos would have lost. Yeah. Or they could have just broken the the time stone at the start of the movie. I don't know if Doctor Strange could break the time stone. They could have gotten it broken. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we get actually a pretty good scene with Rocket and Thor. Yeah, this is the one scene of the Thor arc I think is like, good. This is like, man, Chris Hemsworth, you can act. Good job. Yeah, because they're just like on their little pod on their way to the the dwarf fortress or whatever. And uh, Rocket realizes that Thor is not feeling great. And it's just like, it's just a moment where like Thor stops and unpacks all the trauma he's gone through in this franchise. And it's nice. Yeah, two characters connecting to each other. Yeah, and it's like Thor is laughing through it, but Rocket knows someone who's bullshitting about how sad they are when he sees them because that's him, and they, like, have a little bonding moment. It's nice. I like this scene. Good scene. Yeah, Thor, after, like, like he keeps trying to put on a, a brave face, but eventually he can't take it anymore. He just starts crying. Yeah. Good. And then, uh, you know, Rocket says, well, good job working through your trauma. As a symbol of that, here's an eye. Here's a robot eye. Take off your cool eye patch that Luke likes a lot. The eye that was uh, stuck to, stuffed in Rocket's asshole. Yep. Yeah. Thor stuffs it in his eye socket and it just works. But Rocket's like, ah, you should have watched that first. I had to smuggle it out in my... Ah, never mind. So I assume in Avengers Endgame, Thor like dies of syphilis or something. I, we can just zoom past all the Nidavellir stuff now. Because even though this is like 30 minutes in the movie, nothing fucking happens. Uh, Peter Dinklage is there. He's a dwarf, but he's like a big guy. Yeah, he's a giant dwarf. And Thanos went there and killed all of them except him and took his hands. He, like, fucking Johnny tremaine his hands. Just encased him in metal. Yeah, after he forced him to make the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. So where'd the fake Infinity Gauntlet come from? Uh, you know, that was like, it was not powerful enough to hold the stones, but it's, uh, like, a prototype of what could be. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But then why'd they put it in the vault? It looks cool. It just kind of seems like it should have been fucking, that just should have been the Infinity Gauntlet, and they should figure it out. 
Eh, they did this way instead. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, they have to turn, like, the sun back on, but then, like, the machine breaks and Thor has to, like, open up the aperture so the, the sun can get in to melt the cool metal for his cool new hammer axe. Peter Dinklage has some real, uh, Anthony Hopkins delivery here on Don't Do It, Thor, You'll Die, That's Suicide. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, too, early on, I think he gets better in the back half. Like, during the fight scene in New York, uh, it seems like, um, what's his fucking name? Tony Stark. Like, his lines are all 80-yard, and it does not sound like he cares that much while he's delivering them. He's just like, Peter, go stop the monster. Hey, hey, kid, where'd you come from? (laughs) Yeah. And Thor does it. He makes the hammer. He gets burnt up by the sun, but then, you know, Groot puts a handle on the hammer and gives it to him, and that makes him better. Yeah, I guess by grabbing the hammer, he he gets healed. And this hammer can also summon the Bifrost, so he can teleport to Earth. Right. It's a big ol' axe. I, I don't understand this, because, like, you're removing Thor from everyone else in the movie, so he doesn't get a ton of character interaction. Right. And he's not, like, learning anything about himself or, like, forging his own powers. He's just making a, a better hammer. Yep. Why? Um... Because there's too many characters and they needed to, like, just shunt him off so they could focus on the people they cared about. Like, like him and N'Challa would have stuff to talk about. They could bond over being kings or whatever. That is true. They both had the same movie happen to them. They could have talked about it. They just, like, not get Chris Hemsworth on set on the t- same time? Yeah, maybe. I, I, it's weird. I don't know. I would cut all of this. <laughs> Yep, it's pointless. 30 minutes off the movie right there. The hammer doesn't even do anything. There's so much build up to it, and then it does jack shit. Not even that good of a hammer. No. Anyway, Nebula escapes. She whistles to the guard, and the guard's like, huh, what's over here? Then she snaps his neck and Uh uh, uh, messages Mantis to go meet on Titan. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, Strange and the boys crash the uh, Thanos ship on Titan. It's just a big, gross desert. A dead world. Uh-huh. Proof that Thanos was right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they meet up with uh, Tony and Iron Boy Jr. and Doctor Strange. They do. Yep. You had some. You had some fun, funny, funny quips, Luke. Your favorite. I. It didn't end up paying off in the way that I thought it would, but I liked uh, Iron Man just telling Spider-Man like, "Don't do any other fucking pop culture references," and then immediately Star Lord shows up, and I was like, "Oh, he's <laughs> he's just getting double what he hates." Oh, that'd be fun if if Iron Boy Jr. had to, like, hold himself back. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I do like the bit later where uh, they talk about, like, Footloose and Star-Lord's like, Whoa, is that still the best movie of all time? And Peter's just like, it never was. Never was. Yeah, they they do some fighting, but then they learn that they should be friends because that's this movie. They don't like each other. No. Hey, look, how come in these movies nobody likes each other? (laughs) (laughs) Are these movies all about how they're, like, a family or whatever? Um, have they ever actually been that? I feel like they were like that for that one party scene at the beginning of Ultron, and that is it. Yeah. It's just weird that every time characters meet, they just don't like each other, and they quip at each other spitefully. Uh, I think it's because all of the characters in Marvel movies are sarcastic quipsters, and when they bump into each other, it's obvious that they wouldn't like each other. Yeah. Except for Steve, who's just a good boy, and therefore hates all the sarcastic quipsters. Hey, you know who liked each other when they met? Doctor Strange and Wong. Bring Wong back bring back wong every time wong is not on the screen i'm asking where's wong while uh the other characters are quipping doctor strange is in the background uh uh searching the pirate bay for a torrent of the avengers endgame script (laughs) yeah and he's like i finally found it i went through 14 million torrent files i finally found the script there's only one way to win this 
I, again, I'm getting cinema Cinzy, and I'm sorry. He sees, yeah, 14 million different ways this can play out, and they only win in one of them. And then apparently it's the one where, like, they have to, like, kind of let Thanos win, and then retaliate. Except... They get real close to just stopping him. Was like the four millionth and one uh, timeline, the one where they just stopped Quill from punching him when they've got him pinned down? Yeah, it's like he just downloaded the first file he found. He didn't check against any others. Like, they get within literal inches of beating Thanos in this movie, but that's not one of the futures he sees. You know what, we're the one if you immediately killed Star-Lord as soon as Thanos was asleep. (laughs) If you gotta kill Vision later, you may as well just kill Star-Lord now. Or even just have Nebula pin him down, you know? Yeah, Nebula could have knocked him out. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, that's nitpicking, I guess. I don't know. I think this is a pretty clunky way to write a movie. It's like, well, it has to be this way because it has to be this way. But there's obvious ways in which it could not have to be this way. Yeah, yeah. And, like, if he's going to be that fucking precious about the time stone, he better fucking use it here. But this is a dumb way for him to use it. Like, hmm, what? Uh, it'd be better if he did it kind of like he does with Dormammu and they just keep looping the fight until they win. And, like, this version of it sucks, but it it's a win, you know? Yeah, that would have been fun because they could show like, oh, Thanos has four other stones. This is how he breaks out of it in a creative way. Right. Yeah. Like live, die, repeat it a bit. Like just show like every version of like, well, wait, why don't they just X? Just have a montage of them trying X and showing why it doesn't work. Yeah, that'd be perfect. See, get Luke to doctor your script. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of good scenes in movies. It's the worst scene in the film, Luke. It's the Vormir scene. (laughs) Probably the worst scene in the franchise. Oh, well, you haven't seen Avengers 4. Oh, oh, I thought people liked that one. All right, well, hey, we'll get to it in a few weeks. They go to uh, the end of Dark Souls 3. (laughs) Yes. It's like a spooky desert planet that's in permanent eclipse, and there's also lakes in between the No, you know what? I'm I'm retracting my yes. The end of Dark Souls 3 looks way cooler than this. Yeah, no, this is a shitty version of the end of Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Um, And the Red Skull is here for some stupid fucking reason. That's a fun cameo. I like that. And... It makes no sense. Why is he here? Well, you know, he got teleported to Yggdrasil. I, sure. And he's an immortal ghost man. Why? Because, you know, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun little cameo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he takes him up to the top of this, like, stone tower thing, and he's like, everyone thinks they're prepared to pay the price to get the soul stone, but no one ever actually is. Uh, because it turns out the price is you have to throw away something you love. And Gamora gets a speech about, like, ha, dipshit, idiot, jackass, I finally get to see you get your comeuppance, because you're right here, the thing you want is, like, here, and you can't get it because you don't love anything, stupid. When she was giving that speech, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, you tell him, Gamora. And then Thanos turned around with tears, and I was like, fuck, no, goddammit. Right, and she's like, oh, oh yeah, cry some more, dumbass baby, and the Red Skull's just like, then he's not crying for himself. And then she turns to, no, 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 what are you doing? You don't love me, fuck you, idiot, stop it. And tearfully, he throws her off the cliff. Here we have cosmic proof from God, Luke, that to love someone is to be willing to hurt or kill them. That's what love is. The fucking easiest fix in the world is just make this not work. 
He, like, if you... Honestly, I mean, I wouldn't want them to kill off Gamora. They're gonna bring everybody back. Kill off whoever you want in this movie. Who fucking cares? Um, kill off Gamora, and then have nothing happen, and have the Red Skull be like, Ah, yes, she was right. You didn't truly love her. That's the... You got soul-stoned, baby. And just have Thanos throw a huge fucking temper tantrum and rip the planet apart with the stones he's got and take the stone. And that instantly, like, drives home the themes of the movie better and characterizes Thanos better and shows that, like, underneath his veneer of, like, rational eco-fascist he's really just a violent brute that would be very good to drive home the different themes of a different movie (laughs) but i tell you the theme of this movie is that you should be willing to hurt or kill your loved ones Uh, you know maybe maybe they'll have a different perspective on the scene in avengers 4 who could say oh god because like i have not seen avengers 4 but they like do back to the future 2 stuff in that movie right yeah where they like splice themselves into footage of old marvel movies yep oh boy okay (laughs) yeah i don't i don't like the part where gamora is dragged in slow-mo and then she falls in slow-mo as it cutbacks from like her yelling and thanos crying (laughs) I, I think that sucks. Again, I think I'd be fine with it if the movie didn't validate the moment. Yeah, Thanos is right. He's the protagonist. It should just be that Thanos is wrong. Yeah, that would be a better movie. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, he gets the fucking soul stone. Like, I understand why people would say Thanos is right, because that's what the movie is communicating to you. <laughs> You're not wrong. Hey, what's the soul stone do? Not, like, in general, I mean in this movie. I think he technically uses it once in the Titan fight, but, uh, you know, it's just the final stone. All right. (laughs) It's like that. There's no way to turn that one into a laser, so they just don't bother talking about its powers. Yeah, it doesn't use any soul powers, really. No. Even though that'd be a good thing to use against Doctor Strange. It would be. And, you know, here's some uh, visual storytelling. The, The top of the cliff, there's two towers. Symbolizing the tragedy of September 11th. <laughs> Symbolizing the film The Two Towers, which this will supplant, is the greatest uh, the greatest fantasy film ever made. Yeah, Thanos wakes up in a pool and he just... No, no, no. The okay, no, it's The Two Towers symbolizing the eventual return of the king, Thor, in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he wakes up in, like, a river or whatever, the stone's there. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's it's a weird spooky thing that might be kind of cool if it was visually better and also wasn't attached to a dog shit scene. Uh-huh. Yep. I, ooh, from the, like, I kind of knew what happened in this scene because it was all people could talk about after this movie came out. I assumed it was, like, he had to, like, because it's the soul stone, I thought he had to, like, astrally project himself into, like, another reality and that's why the red skull was there. In general, they're still so boring with how they portray the Infinity Stones in this movie. They're better than they've ever been, but they're still bad. Could be better. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they bring the vision to Wakanda so that uh, Shuri can try to, uh, you know, copy the Mind Stone to a hard drive. They established that they don't bow in Wakanda, even though they definitely did in Black Panther. <laughs> I, I assume you were specifically looking out for that when... Uh, we watched that movie, so I will trust you on that. I don't remember them bowing, but I wasn't trying to... It's in to... the very beginning, in the 90s, when the king shows up. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. You're right. You're totally right, they do. I guess they got rid of that tradition. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. It's a, this is a cinema's thing since thing but that stood out to me they were uh they spent so long embedded in america that they forgot the proper way to greet the king yeah shuri explains 
oh, Bruce Banner, you're such an idiot. Why did you build the vision this way instead of this way? Again, Bruce Banner is just comic relief in this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's one of those goofy things where, like, Shuri is the new cool super genius character, and they have to establish that by showing that she's smarter than the old super genius characters. But, but like, you know, in Avengers 1, people liked when Tony and, and Bruce, the super geniuses, were science buddies. Yeah. Why can't Shuri and Bruce be buddies? That's true. Like, nobody likes each other. Everyone hates each other in these movies. You're right. You're completely right. Uh, you know, Bucky and Black Panther seem to like each other. Uh, yeah, I guess. Rocket and Bucky seem to like each other. But no, in general, you're totally right. Everybody's cranky all the time. Anyway, yeah, the Thanos people are attacking, so now Wakanda has to, like, you know, have a war with, uh, you know, an infinity war, if you will. Shuri needs to do her, it needs to attach two trillion neurons in, like, 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch more of the stupid Starforge garbage. Uh, Because Bruce can't Hulk out, they've got him in the Hulkbuster suit. This is maybe the worst of the big 100 million mooks scenes they've done in these movies. It's so bad, it looks like dog shit. Like, there's a scene of a bunch of Wakandan soldiers, like, coming up in a weird, like, transport, and it looks horrible. Yeah, this is visually not a fine film. No! (laughs) I, I think, like... Up till now, I think it's looked, you know, whatever, and not awful. This is where it just falls apart visually. Why Why does it look bad? Does this movie have an effectively infinite budget? I would have thought so. Uh, and it's also so weird because Black Panther was one movie ago, and Wakanda looked so much better then. Yeah. They shot a fight, a big group fight scene on the same fucking field one movie ago, and it looked better. It didn't even look that great in that movie, but looked better than this. Yeah! God, the only part of the scene I think is kind of cool is when all the million dogs are just brute-forcing the shield, and, like, their bodies are getting cut apart, but they're still forcing their way through. Someone working on this movie was really into the idea of, like, force fields and warp gates, like, cutting things apart. Because that's never been a thing until this movie, and now it's a thing in, like, three different scenes. Yeah. The Wakandans don't have any of their cool shit. They're just, like, running at the dogs with spears. Yeah, and they're laser spears, but, yeah. Like, where's them rhinos? Yeah, where's... Why aren't you all on, like, turrets shooting at them from a distance? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where's your drones? Yep. This whole thing, yeah. It sucks and it's boring. Thor shows up. Mm-hmm. It's this. Yeah, he's, he's got his dumb hammer now. This is kind of a sequel to... I'm always angry, Captain, but it's not as good. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're still getting scenes of Bruce being like, come on, Hulk, you, I know you like to wait for the last minute, but this is the last, last minute. And then, like, just his face hulks out so he can say, no! What, what do you mean, no? You're an asshole! And then, fuck you, I guess, for wanting to know what the deal is with the Hulk. Well, Luke, uh, you'll be happy to know that they don't resolve that in Avengers 4. <laughs> You're goddamn joking. I, I mean, they kind of do, but they kind of skip forward to a completely different new Bruce Banner Hulk character again. God fucking damn it. <laughs> it's weird because this whole fight scene is kind of intercut with the Titan fight, which I think is much better despite also being a bunch of CGI. Yeah. And it's also intercut with the fucking Star Forge, which is boring. Yeah. Uh, Thanos also explains the philosophy of Doctor Strange, where Doctor Strange again says, you're a madman and that's it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no one can actually give any rebuttal to him. I guess, get Killmonger in here. That motherfucker has read, like, at least one book about Marxism. 
the random dispassionate fair to rich and poor alike is the stupidest line in this movie. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Elaborate on that. How do you not think about that for two seconds? Why? Why is that fair to kill the people who are hoarding resources and also the people who have no resources equally? Well, well because it will leave every the survivors with double the resources. Uh. <laughs> I'm telling you, Killmonger would solve this movie's problems. It, Killmonger would solve some of this movie's problems. He's just fun to watch. He should be in the film. He, yeah. Also, just fun to watch. Um, when Bruce takes the, like, helmet off of the Hulkbuster, it looks just like dog shit. Doesn't look good. Like, Bruce is awkwardly green-screened into the Hulkbuster cockpit, which is awkwardly green-screened onto, like, the battlefield. It's like two layers of shitty effect on top of each other, and what happened, guys? What happened? Why don't you make it look good? You could have just made it look good instead of bad. These movies have looked good before. Yeah. There are parts of this movie that look good. There are. Again, like we said, Thanos, pretty decent, effects-wise. Uh, Thanos does use the reality stone to show Doctor Strange what his planet used to look like. Yeah, it used to be a beautiful green planet, now it's all messed up. Yeah, because, yeah, I told them that they should kill half of everybody, and they called me a mad tyrant and threw me out. And then they all died because they wouldn't kill half of everybody. How did the resources get so bad that the planet's gravitational axis was fucked up? <sighs> I guess as a consequence of the wars. The wars are, yeah, like, oh, they, they invented a system to harvest the kinetic energy of the Earth, for, of the planet, for electricity. And that fucked everything. I don't know. They don't bother explaining it. He's just right. Just take him out his word. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, because Titan fell apart because they didn't listen to him. And no one has a counter argument to why anything else might work. All the Avengers on Titan fight Thanos. This is fun. Everyone gets a unique role. You have, like, Doctor Strange making portals so people can go in and out. Mantis yeah. jumps down on his head and uh, puts him in, like, a daze. It's like yeah. he's, she's trying to put him to sleep, but he's resisting it, so he's just kind of hypnotized. Right. And they're trying to pull off his glove. Uh-huh. They're having a lot of trouble because it's on there pretty tight. Yeah, and his fist is clenched, and they have to unclench the fingers to get it off. Yeah, I guess they made that a rule for this movie that he can only use the stones when he closes his fist, so they can't let him close his fist. I mean, I, I'll, I'll go with that because, uh, like, sure. honestly, it's a little frustrating that this is a cool fight scene, so I'm willing to forgive it. But, like, he's got four of the stones at this point, including the reality stone. It does seem like if he ever closes his fist once, the fight should just be over. Yeah, turn everyone to cubes. Right, just turn everyone to cubes like you did before. Um, but, you know, again, I'll forgive it because cool fight scene for the most part. But uh, Mantis mentions that he's he's in mourning. He feels bad about something. And Star-Lord asks, where's Gamora? Yeah. And, that, that's and Nebula what... reveals that, yeah, uh, they went. They both went to get the Soul Stone and only he came back. So Star-Lord punches him in the face, which knocks Mantis off of him. So, he, like, just as Peter is finally getting the gauntlet off of him, uh, he manages to, like, punch him and get it back. And again, just... That's fine, and it, like it is characterful that Star Lord would do that. I'm not like, oh, why didn't they do it hyper competently? Except that Doctor Strange apparently saw every possible outcome of this fight, and apparently none of them involved just getting Star Lord away from him. This feels very clunky to me. It is frustrating to watch in a way that I don't think it like it even really fits that much with Star Lord's character. 
think it fits his character in the sense that he's rash and, like, would think more about, like, getting, you know, attacking him than, like, doing the smart thing once he got angry at him, you know? But, like, in the scene before on Nowhere, everyone else was being rash, and he was like, no, we gotta do a plan, you go to the right, you go to the left, get up here. Yeah, but, okay, I don't think this movie does this well, but the Guardians movies have had scenes where, like, he is basically just Drax, but a little less obvious about what a dipshit he is. Yeah. We're like, he'll chastise Drax for doing something dumb and then turn around and do the same exact dumb thing. Yeah. Which is what this movie does. It just does it poorly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thanos breaks free and he throws a moon at them, which is pretty yep. cool. It's a fun yeah, CGI it, thing. Yeah. Uh, I like it when someone gets Majora's masked. Spider-Man has to swing between all the fragments of the moon and make sure everyone doesn't get crushed. Yep. And then, uh, meanwhile, they gotta get, uh, like, you know, everybody's getting their asses kicked out in Wakanda, so, um, Wanda has to leave Vision and go, uh, help fight. As soon as she does that, one of Thanos' guys, like, she's gone, uh, attack Vision. (laughs) She's supposed (laughs) to be guarding the room. Well, right, but they don't trade life for life, so she's not gonna sacrifice the soldiers just to save Vision. But... (laughs) She's yeah. the only thing, but uh-huh. no one's defending Shuri. There's like one guy with a spear defending Shuri. Well, you know. Yeah, they get Vision. Um, yeah, Vision Vision is now in the fight, I guess, technically. Yeah. He's, he's like half, only half in it because he just was in the middle of surgery and got interrupted. Right. He gets stabbed a lot in this movie. He just gets stabbed multiple times. By, like, the same guy every time, too. That guy loves to stab Vision. Yeah, he knows if, if uh, you stab Vision, he can't phase, so you don't have to animate the phasing. <laughs> right. Yeah, man, a lot of this movie just feels like, well, they can't do this thing because uh, they got hurt in another movie. Right. And then all these fights are, even the ones that are fun to watch are taking too long. <laughs> Doctor Strange, like, makes a million Doctor Stranges. Who cares? I like the part where it's just it's just Tony and Thanos, and Tony is like keeps getting hit, gets his helmet torn off, but regenerates it with nano machines. Right, you're starting to see like he's losing nano machines, so he has to like drop the armor on his leg to make a cool like arm sword or whatever. Yeah, he's running out of nano machines. He's like taking off all his armor, putting it into his beams, but he's like slowly losing the fight. I think that's well done, and he gets fucking stabbed and killed. Yep. Well, just stabbed. They should have killed him. No, because he has to die dramatically in the next one. Uh, I I really thought he was dead here. I was like, huh, good job. You did it, kid. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, yeah, like, Thanos gets the necklace from Doctor Strange, but that Chekhov's gun doesn't go off because the stone's gone. The other part of this fight I really like is when Doctor Strange tries to summon the mirror dimension, and Thanos just punches it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good uh, magic fight thing. Yeah. He uses the space stone and, like... An interesting way for the first time in any of these movies, because he just, like, erases the space between him and Doctor Strange so he can punch him in the face. And even that, not that interesting, but it's more than blue lasers, so I'll give it to him. Yeah, it feels like they designed a fight here. Yeah. It's not a million docs. I just, uh, I can't get over the fact that he has so many goddamn stones at this point. Fighting Thanos should feel like you got trapped in a David Lynch movie instead of just having to fight a Dragon Ball bad guy. Yeah, he doesn't get, even with the soul stone and the reality stone, he doesn't get to, uh, doesn't mess with the minds too much. Yeah, like, it should literally be at the level of, like, 
Star-Lord, you know, like, has a big knockout, drag-out fight with him, beats him, like, shoots him in the head, kills him, oh, he won, and then the camera zooms out to show that, like, Star-Lord's bleeding out because he got reality stoned or whatever. I'm not saying that's what should happen, but it should be, like, that level of, like, you can't trust the images on the screen because he can manipulate reality too much. And they play with that, like, once or twice in this, they... That would be, like, too... Portraying the level of power he has would require more, like cinematic, um, like, risk-taking than they would ever do in one of these movies. Yeah, for the most part, they're varieties of lasers. Yep. Occasionally, I'm like, oh, okay, they did a thing that time. Back to the lasers. Tony Stark's gonna get killed, but then Doctor Strange says, stop. If you spare his life, I'll give you the time stone. So, like, if I'm following this right, according to Doctor Strange's future vision, if Thanos had walked up at the beginning and he had just given him the time stone, that wouldn't have worked. But if he waits and trades the time stone for Tony's life, that does work. Uh, I guess he needs to the wait for the right moment to sync up with what's happening on Earth? Or... But all that happens on Earth is that a bunch of people die and then Vision gets killed. Yeah. Yeah, why like, is it? To... Oh, nope. This number of Wakandan soldiers have to die in order for the, like, dice roll of Thanos' snap to kill the right people for us to have survivors that can stop him. Or maybe for Tony to be in the right state of mind in the next movie, he needs to experience the loss. Sure. Every time somebody dies, it resets the RNG seed for Thanos' snap, and he's just waiting for it to get to the seed he needs. Oi, I'm, I'm your pal, Doctor Strange. I'm here speedrunning <laughs> the Infinity War. This is tricky. You need a frame-perfect RNG seed here in order to beat Thanos. Tony puts some foam on his lethal stab wound so he's all better, and he asks Doctor Strange, why? Why don't you give him the stone? And Doctor Strange responds, see Avengers Endgame in theaters May 2019. <laughs> like, almost literally. <laughs> he says, we're in the Endgame now. Dumbass dipshit movie. Luke, I cannot imagine you paid attention to this, but there was like a whole marketing thing around the title of Avengers 4. Like, what's going to be the title? They've kept it secret for so long. They didn't I kind of remember that. Yeah, they didn't reveal it's like December or something of 2018. Uh-huh. And they, they, the Russo's interviews every week, they kept giving hints like, well, you know, it's it's going to be a very dramatic title. And it, the title was not said in in Infinity War because people were guessing we're in the endgame now. Is, is it called Avengers Endgame? And they said, no, it's not that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they did that. Why lie? It's not that exciting. Yeah, it's not that exciting of a title. Why did you? Maybe they had a cooler so title in mind, and then it got like shot down. Yeah, it's like they put up the trailer without a title. It was just like next Avengers movie teaser trailer, and the title was dramatically revealed at the end, and it was just oh okay, all right. Thanos is here. He's he's slowly marching towards Vision. All the heroes try to stop him, but they they lose because they're not as strong as the protagonist of the film. <laughs> this is the one point where it feels like Thanos is as strong as he should be. We're just like he doesn't even break stride to like make the Hulk uh, like turn intangible and fuse into a rock or whatever, you know? Yeah, man, if he was not in that suit, he could not get out of there, huh? No. I do also like that everybody's best idea for attacking Thanos is to do a cool hero lunge at him one at a time, and it always fucks up. Yeah, it just punches them. 
Yeah. Like, not even really using the stone powers, just punching him by his own strength. Yeah, just for Hulk, he uses the stone power. He, he crushes Rhodey and throws him yeah. aside. Uh-huh. Anyway, Vision says, we're out of time, Wanda, you gotta kill me. Don't worry, you can never hurt me, because we love each other. Uh-huh, yeah. And all that we don't trade life for life shit is out the window. Well, no, it's it's reinforcing the theme that uh, the proof of how much you love someone right. is uh, being very sad when you have to kill them. No, you're fucking, like, I hate that you're right, but you are right. Captain America is so strong that he, like, almost holds Thanos back, but Thanos punches him. Which, I, I know they gotta give Captain America something cool looking in this movie, but why does that make sense? He's He's a super soldier, he's strong. Captain America is as strong as a really strong normal man. Yeah. Like, Thanos beat the shit out of the Incredible Hulk, and he didn't have as many Infinity Stones back then. Oh, well. <laughs> the, Hulk, the Hulk is pretty weak these days. Not much respect for the Hulk lately. Uh, anyway, yeah, Wanda's trying to blow up the Mind Stone, and Thanos is getting close, and he's she's zapping him with one laser and Vision with the other, but he just kind of muscles his way through it. There's so many cool things he could have done stone-wise to just, like, teleport to this, but whatever. Who cares? I think this is a fun use of the Time Stone, because Wanda succeeds, blows up the Mind Stone, Vision is dead. Right. And he's like, dang, you did a good job, congratulations, you're cool. Anyway, bye, loser, and he turns back time and revives Vision. He says, I, I sympathize with you, because I too have lost a loved one. I lost more today than you could ever know. I killed my daughter. <laughs> I killed my daughter, who I kidnapped from her mother before murdering her. <laughs> I feel really bad about that. You can never sympathize with me in this pain I have. But I sympathize with you. Again, if Thanos was like this, but the movie was like, what a fucking monster, like, fuck this dude, it'd be so much better. Like, imagine if what I had said happened and he threw a temper tantrum on the Soul Stone planet and just, like, ripped it apart and stole the stone when Sacrifice and Gamora didn't work, and he was still monologuing about how he had to make that awful sacrifice. That would be so much better. That would be much better. Anyway, yeah, he turns back time to bring Vision back to kill him again because he needs the stone. And when he puts, he puts, he rips it out of his head so Vision dies two times. And he puts the stone in his glove so he has all the power of the Skittles. Why is the Mind Stone so much bigger than the other ones? I don't think it is. I think it just fills the space with light. Oh, maybe. Uh, and then he does his finger snap, right? Well, Thor uh, stabs Oh, him. right. Oh, right. The most important scene. Yeah, Thor's ha hammer's so good that he, it can even overpower all six lasers at once. He spent a quarter of the goddamn movie making this hammer, and he manages to, like, dig the blade of the axe into Thanos' chest, and then Thanos is like, you should aim for my head, and then snaps his finger. Yeah, he has a scene in the Soul Stone worlds with Gamora, the baby with Gamora. With baby Gamora. Yeah, and we get, yeah, the famous, like, did you do it? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. For you, I mean. For me, it wasn't really that much. Yeah. <laughs> All the stuff around the Soul Stone feels like there should be more to it, but uh -huh. there isn't, and there won't be. Yep. I don't know, the, when, when it cuts back, I think the snap is well done, because there's no immediate effects. Yeah. It's like his arm is burnt up, and he teleports away. Everyone just seems disoriented. Thor says, what, what did you do? Right. And it's like a solid minute before people start turning to dust. Yeah. And I think Bucky's the first one, right? Yeah, because he's the oldest. Oh, sure, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it takes so long for it to get Pete. Yep, he's the youngest. Oldest youngest <laughs> is apparently how it goes. But now Nick Fury takes a while for it to get him. Well, no, because that, that was, ah, I don't know, whatever. It gets Hill before it gets Fury. That's true. <laughs> anyway, yeah, everyone starts turning to dust. This scene, like, 
it feels like they wanted this to be like sort of weird from like a cinematography perspective. Like the music is kind of weirdly muted and stuff, and like there's no music. But it, I don't know. Something about it feels like they didn't totally commit to to it, and it just feels almost like they just didn't mix the sound good. Maybe I'm being overly judgy. It worked for me. Yeah. I man, T'Challa barely got to be in this movie, and now he's not going to be in the next one because he's dead. Yep. Why'd they kill him? <sighs> I, I honestly think it's just because they didn't know that Black Panther was going to be such a hit. Uh. Well, and also because for the way, like, they want Endgame to be the big farewell to the original five. Yeah. So they, they need to clear the board so that they get to be the big heroes of it. But, like, in that case, maybe he should have been a bigger part of this movie. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, the scene where Iron Boy Jr. dies, I think, is pretty good. It's good acting from Mr. Holland's. It feels like a child is dying and is very scared. I agree that it is well acted. I think. <laughs> I think there's a lot of different lines they could have written to have uh, Tom Holland say in this scene. <laughs> and I think Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good, might be the single worst choice they could have gone with. <laughs> Why's that? I feel like your laughter before I even enunciated this criticism is, uh, means you know, but I don't need to explain it. Well, that's just because it's been a meme for two years. It's a, been a meme for two years because that's such a cliche line <laughs> and like, that they deliver as, like, this super emotionally loaded moment. Yeah, well, you know, it's because he has a spider sense, so he senses what's happening before it happens. It's it's a terrible line. Why it's did they... fine. It's terrible, and it undercuts what is otherwise a very good scene. Yeah. Yeah, they lost. Everyone feels bad. And it cuts back. We end with our protagonist, of course, on his farm. On uh, farm. As, like, Doctor Strange is turning to dust, he's like, Tony, this is the only way. Yeah, it's the only way it could happen. Uh-huh. Because we said so. Right. And then, yeah, Thanos... Does exactly what he said he'd do earlier, which is, now that his work's been done, he's gonna go just sit and look at the sunset. Yep, cuts of credits. No mid-credits, because uh, he killed half the credit scenes. <laughs> we do get a post-credits, though. Yeah, uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill are like, something's going on in Wakanda. And then a helicopter crashes, because the helicopter pilot got snapped. I do like the scene of, like, it's... I was going to say I like it, and I do like it. This scene does play like it's from the Left Behind movie, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the car ahead of them all of a sudden swerves and crashes, and they just narrowly avoid, like, hitting it, and they get out to check on the driver, and there's no driver. This is a Left Behind-ass scene. This is kind of like an anti-rapture. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Nick Fury pulls out his uh, space pager to call Captain Marvel before he turns to dust. Yep, can't wait to see Captain Marvel's prominent role in the next film. Right. <laughs> because obviously this movie ends with a, a very clear and unambiguous statement that the only way they're going to manage to get their way out of this is to fucking use Captain Marvel. They couldn't do it without her. She is she is the turning hero. She's the one that's going to turn it all around. Yeah. Uh, Luke, she doesn't. Oh. <laughs> Luke, what do you think of this film? I don't think it's very good. I will say, I just paused a random spot on the credits, and it says, Character from Arrested Development, courteous of 20th Century Fox. And I am sure that it's just like, somebody had a fucking Tobias Funke t-shirt on in the background or something, but the idea that just, like, Job is hanging out in the background of a scene or something makes me very happy. Arrested Development is in the MCU? <laughs> Apparently. Okay. Yeah, this movie sucks. Um, Again, I think my biggest thing is that, like... Does it suck? 
like worse than some of these other ones? I don't know. Let's see here. I, yeah. I was gonna say like it's really no worse than like Iron Man two, but that's not Iron Man two is Justin Hammer, so that's not true. Is this worse than Avengers two? Uh, I had more. Fun watching this one, but I ah ah. Ultron's fun. Disagree. Ah. Claw's (laughs) fun. What's fun? Ulysses Claw. Who? Oh right, (laughs) that guy. Uh, it it had the part where Black Widow is a monster because she can't have children. Right. What do I even? Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, I think. It's worse than Guardians of the Galaxy. It's worse than Iron Man 2. Is it worse than The Incredible Hulk? A deeply boring movie. Yeah, of course it is. Why do you think so? The Incredible Hulk is fine. There's nothing in The Incredible Hulk that's like, man, this fucking sucks. Just like, yeah, this is a movie. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, also, I don't like The Incredible Hulk very much, but it is 15 minutes shorter than this movie. Mm-hmm. So, man, Incredible Hulk, two hours and 15 minutes. That is too long for that movie. <laughs> Yeah, more time than they needed. I assumed it was going to be a tight 90 when I checked the runtime, and it's not. Nope. Yeah, all right, I'll give you worse than Hulk. Is it... Yeah, it's... uh, Is it worse than Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier has good fight scenes. This one has good fight scenes. It has bad fight scenes, too. Yeah. But so does Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier has the helicarrier fight. As Robert Redford. Winter Soldier's biggest sin is thinking that America was fine until uh, Nazis snuck into it. This movie's biggest sin is thinking that abusive dads actually love their children. <laughs> I'm not sure which one to hate more. <laughs> mm, which one to hate more? What's what's Winter Soldier's running time? <laughs> oh, that was a long one. Running time. All these movies are so fucking long. Two hours and 16 minutes. These movies just don't need to be this long. <laughs> but you know what? Shorter... I got it out of my way faster than Infinity War, so I'm going to give it to Winter Soldier here. So that, yeah, that comes down to what you were saying. Is it better or worse than Ultron? This is uh, the longest movie so far, I believe. Yeah, and I think uh, Endgame is like a solid three, right? Yep. I will say I like this movie less than when I watched it originally. Yeah? You didn't like it very much when you watched it originally, no. right? No. Originally, I would have given it maybe a D, now considering an F. Oof. I, what's really struck me on this watch is how much nobody fucking likes each other. <laughs> it's like this is I, I think it's fun when characters quip at each other but in like a, a loving friendly way you know you got thor and rocket what more do you want yeah thor and rocket was good the titan fight was good i think the uh, first hour 45 was generally pretty good uh-huh Thanos sucks so bad all the stuff in wakanda sucks all the cap stuff sucks yeah Soulstone sucks it's easily uh, below Ultron, for sure. See, I think it is similarly bad to Ultron, and I'm trying to decide which one edges the other out. Get, okay, I know we've done a whole podcast about it, but it was a long time ago. Give me the, like, quick version of why Ultron is better than I think it is. Uh, what I like about Ultron is I like Ultron the character so much. I generally like the interactions between the Avengers in that movie. I think it has yeah. fun locations, and it makes, like, a, a comic book universe that's more divorced from reality than most of these movies. Sure. And there's uh, good action scenes. I don't remember any good action scenes from that movie. I remember liking the Hawkeye stuff in that movie quite a bit. Oh, okay, you know what? Yes, you're right. Okay, yes, I'll give it to Ultron. Does it Does it lose to Thor the Dark World as the worst Marvel movie? <laughs> God, Thor the Dark World is boring. Yeah. This one has a couple entertaining sequences, at least. Uh-huh. Fu- no, it, it, it still beats Thor the Dark World for me. Okay, what grade is this? 
Well, by that logic, it's a D plus, but I think Thor the Dark World might need to demote to a D, so I can give this a D also. Okie dokie. Well, I give this definitely at most a D, no higher than a D. Yeah. But would I would I fail this if a student turned it into me? Hmm. I'll give it a D minus. Yeah. I don't want you in my class anymore. Below uh, Guardians 1, which was a D plus. Hmm. Uh, you want to take some questions, Luke? Yeah, we can take some questions. I will say, like, I still kind of don't get why people are especially mad about this one. Other than looking at it, they were on about as much of a hot streak as the MCU can ever get. Like, Spider-Man into Ragnarok into Black Panther is a really good, like, run of movies. And then this one is like, oh, right, no, these movies suck. Right, of course. Yeah. People were really high on both Thor 3 and Black Panther. Like, I think if this had come out before those three movies, it wouldn't have made people as mad. <laughs> because it's not that off in quality from the shit, the other shit in the franchise. Remember, listeners, you can check the scores at bit.ly slash marvelgpa. You can send emails to mcucompleteme at gmail.com. Yeah, what questions we got? Uh, Sunflower asks, what's your favorite Infinity War meme? I did like everybody just photoshopping up random people getting snapped. That was fun. I, I like, uh, what, what did you lose edits? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny that, like, the snap turned into a meme, like, the day after the movie came out. Like, the big shocker secret ending of Infinity War just became a dumb fucking meme immediately. If you weren't there opening night, it just got spoiled for you. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. I guess people who don't know anything about comics would not expect it. Sure. Uh, Sunflower asks, which fictional character would you bring with you to Vormir? <laughs> Like, who do I love enough that I could kill for a soul stone? Yeah, you have to love them so much that you would kill them. That's what love is. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, my immediate thought was some JoJo's character, because I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but no one is innocent in that franchise. I could kill any of them with a clear conscience. Uh, probably Stapleton from Eidolon Pop. <laughs> do you love him? I Yeah, I love to hate him. <laughs> All right, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, what Infinity Stone would you prefer to harness, and what would you do with it? Like, Reality Stone and whatever I want. Yeah, that one does kind of cover everything, doesn't it? It's reality. Yeah, it's to the point where I think it's a little silly that one of them is the Reality Stone. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't change that one. Like, I was, I knew this didn't happen, but, I, like, she just many kills Gamora and then rewrites reality so that he still has her after he gets the stone if he loved her so fucking much. No, the Soul Stone has special rules. Hey, wait a second. He explicitly gets the power to rewind people's deaths at the end there, huh? Yeah, but if he did that, he would also rewind it to when he didn't have the soul stone. Would he? Because it seems very localized. It seems like her death was necessary to, like, make the soul stone. Yeah, but I think now that it's made, he could just go back to that planet and rewind her up back to, on top of the cliff. They'll establish in the next movie that the Soul Stone has special rules that make it so you can't, you can't loophole it. All right. Uh, Cameron asked, uh, fuck, Mary kill, Peter Quill, Stephen Strange, Tony Stark is portrayed in this film in particular. Uh, uh kill, kill Quill. Okay. Uh, marry Tony for the money. That makes and sense. And F Stephen Strange. I think I'd go fuck Quill. He gets around a lot, so he, you know, well, but he's, I don't know if he's a generous lover, per se. He probably knows some weird alien sex stuff, though, so that'd be fun. Kill Tony, because fuck that dude, and marry Stephen so that I can hang out with his cool friend Wong all the time. Yeah. 
Uh, Emily asks, why is everyone in this movie so mean-spirited towards each other? Why didn't they make the characters likable? Just everybody's in a bad mood. It's the Infinity War. What do you want? Do people like like watching that more than the other thing? Did they market test that? I don't know. Gamora's death was super garbage. Has anyone else in the MCU been done as dirty as her? Um, I don't think so. Nebula, maybe. Killmonger. Killmonger. Like, I guess I guess not because he explicitly wanted to die instead of be revived, but still. Yeah. Um, Justin Hammer has been done extraordinarily dirty by the writers, but not in-universe so much. No. Um, yeah, Nebula, I guess I would say, has done fairly dirty. The sisters in yeah. general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan asks, is the idea of Infinity War inherently flawed, or is there a way to actually make it work? I think we uh, enumerated several different ways it could work throughout this podcast. Yeah, hire Luke to doctor your scripts. Yeah, or just embrace the goofy comic bookness of it and make him uh, an incel that wants to fuck death. Yeah, that's much better. Casey asks, did you know about the final ending before you watched the movie? If so, do you think knowing the ending beforehand affected your viewing in any way? I mean, I in like it kind of inherently does, but yeah, also again, yeah, I knew what happened the day after this movie came out. I, when they announced these movies as part one and part two, I expected, oh, yeah, the snap's going to happen at the end of the first uh-huh. one. Then they said, no, these are different movies. So I was like, well, maybe not. But then when it happens, like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I, I imagine you kind of had an inkling, like, when you got to the halfway point of the movie and the snap hadn't happened yet, right? Oh, I don't know. I thought when Thor hammered him, it's like, huh, maybe they'll just kill him here. Oh. <laughs> this movie's bad, but that'd be so much lamer. <laughs> Yeah. If after all that build-up, Thor just hits him with an axe and wins? Well, they spent so much time on his fucking hammer. <laughs> right, but it's not interesting. <laughs> be like, well, yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is... Yeah, one thing I will say about, like, the reaction to the snap and everything. It's so fucking funny to me that everyone was like, I can't believe they killed off Spider-Man and Black Panther. What a... What a mean-spirited move. I can't believe they'd kill off all these beloved characters. Oh, they've ruined the MCU. Like, they've literally already announced Spider-Man 2. What the fuck are you talking about? Have you never even heard of a comic book in your life? They are obviously bringing all these characters back to life in the next movie, you dummy. Well, they were on message the whole time for that next movie. Oh, yeah, the whole time they were like, oh, no, we're this was real. We actually killed them. No, you fucking didn't. You announced Black Panther 2. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, Final question from AJ. How much would I eat my word slash score if I watch more than five minutes of it? For reference, AJ gave this movie a B minus. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I don't think it would go up. <laughs> I'll say that. Then again, you like the Incredible Hulk movie, so I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Yeah, I'm guessing AJ probably would not love this film. No. Uh, well, that's Infinity War. Next up, we got... Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, is that before Captain Marvel? Yep. Okay, okay. If you want to maybe explore the area between the movies, that won't happen. Don't worry about it. If I was wondering this whole time, hey, where's Ant-Man? They reference him a couple times, but he's just kind of not around. Yeah, they say he's in uh, in house arrest. Let's uh, end this one with the joke. This comes in from Lore Eldritch. What is Thanos' favorite social media? I don't know, Crystal. What is Thanos' favorite social media? <laughs> Snapchat. All right. Uh, Luke, I don't think you heard me. Uh, Snapchat. No, I heard I. Oh, well, I heard I, I'm sorry. Did your mic cut out? I didn't hear your laughter. <laughs> yeah, I guess my mic must have cut out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>